apps can do a lot of cool things. You could order dinner, gamble on your favorite team, and track your health. You could even get a mortgage. One click and you can be approved. I'm not sure by who or what country they're in. You deserve more from the mortgage industry. At AnyMac Home Mortgage, we believe in the need for live human interaction during a very complex process. The kind of service and guidance which an app simply can't provide. Our customers are more than credit scores and income documents. They're individuals and families who live in and strengthen our communities. Their story is our story, and that story begins in a home. Chris Sawyer is an expert on providing superior customer service and in meeting the mortgage needs of current and future home buyers. With over 18 years of experience in the industry, Chris is able to help customers migrate through the home buying and home financing process by using his wealth of knowledge as a well-qualified mortgage professional. And best of all, Chris is located in Cromwell, Connecticut, where he has helped hundreds of clients in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island make their dreams of home ownership a reality. Visit chrissawyer.annie-mac.com, email him at csawyer at annie-mac.com, or give him a call, 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345, corporate NMLS number 338923, Annie Mac Home is an equal housing lender. American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC, DBA, Annie Mac Home Mortgage, Lo-Fi Direct, Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent, License Lender, Broker Number, ML 338923, Massachusetts Mortgage Lender, and Mortgage Broker License Number, MC 338923, Rhode Island License Lender, License Number 20112810L. Call for additional details. Jones on first down, wide open, it's Barkley, and Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field, but the problem is since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this, they lob it to him, he taps it in off the glass. How about that? Porter Moser, I think right now is the best coach of college basketball, hands down. Finch, two for three, he's done his part. Pitch is drilled to deep right field toward the pole, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not, they're even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. Welcome to Sports Talk with RJ. I'm Steve Risser, along here with Justin D'Onofrio. And uh, and we got a humongous matchup to start week 14 in, not to start week 14, it's with a Sunday night game in week 14, but we got a huge matchup in the NFC East in week 14 as we got the Eagles who come in at 10-2, and two, losing last week to the 49ers, taking on the Dallas Cowboys who have won four in a row and Dak Prescott has played probably as well as any quarterback these last four weeks, so this game should be a great game. It should be a great game between these two teams. It should be a great. It should be. It should be just like the first game was close. Come right down to the end. Uh, I, I think that if DeAndre Swift plays, he'll have a big game on the ground. I think Dak will have a big game through the air. I think Daniel Jalen Hurts will throw a couple touchdown passes too. I think this game goes back and forth. It comes right down to the end. But I'm going to take the team with the better roster and as and, and the team that has proven to be good teams this year. Eagles beat the Dolphins. They beat the Chiefs. Cowboys have the, the best team. The Cowboys beat was the Seahawks last week. The Cowboys have not beaten good teams this year. And until I see it, I can't pick it. So I think it's going to be close. It's going to come right down to the wire Sunday night. But I'm going to take the Eagles to pretty much wrap up the NFC East for the second year in a row and win this game 31-27 over the Cowboys. But, Justin, can Dallas get revenge from Week 9 and get into a tie into first place in the NFC East? 
I think they do. They should have won the first meeting. And I got the Cowboys this one, 20 to 24. Um, you know, Dallas kind of, you know, near the red zone in the first meeting, just couldn't convert, you know, late in the game. Um, as, as well, they had an opportunity to win late and, you know, just couldn't cash in. And I, I think in this one, I think Dak Prescott, he's going to spread the ball around to C.D. Lamb and Jake um, Ferguson. I think both those two guys are going to have huge days because the Eagles secondary has really struggled most of the year. And and I, I think Dallas will be able to pick that apart. And Dallas's offense at, at home this year, they, they've been world beaters. I know they, yeah, the Seahawks, it's the best thing they they played at home last year. And that's, you know, the, but um, the Seattle defense isn't great, but Dallas has been rolling at home. And yeah, this Eagles team's good. I'm still like with Jalen Hurts. Like I feel like it's the same thing with like Michael Penix. Like he's not 100%. He's still putting up big numbers and they're still playing well. But like I don't, I think that knee is still kind of bothering a bit. And I think Dallas at home, I, I think they find a way and to score enough against that Eagles secondary and, and uh, get a big one at home. Yeah, it should be a close game. It, 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 it should go either way. And you made a good point about the Eagles secondary. It's not been good all year, and the Niners exposed that last week. This is this, The Eagles team is not what it was. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, it definitely isn't, was, isn't what it was last year, especially in the back seven. They, they miss guys like C.J. Gardner-Johnson. They miss guys like uh, T.J. Edwards. They miss J- James Bradbury isn't playing anywhere near as well as he was last year. So this Eagles defense is not the defense that it was last year, and they're not even as deep on the, on the, on the defensive line. So their defense, it's definitely not as deep as it was last year. But Jalen Hurts right now, to me, is the MVP of the league. And I don't just don't see him losing two games in a row. I just I know there's a very good chance the Eagles could lose Sunday night, but I just don't see from the way the Eagles lost last week, I just don't see Jalen Hurts losing two games in a row. And the Cowboys, they just have not beaten a good team all year. They have not beaten a good team. So I mean, it is a very yes, the Cowboys have a very good chance of winning. I just think the Eagles. Pull it out. I think they the Eagles have they have the the Cowboys don't have that championship DNA. The Eagles do, and I think they prove it on Sunday night. Yeah, I could totally see that because yeah, you know the Eagles getting their lot Super Bowl last year. Dallas, we know they're kind of the playoff woes that they've had over the years, and yeah, they've gone there. And I think this is kind of the year for Dallas. You know, in the year that Dak Prescott's been putting up, he's been great. Yeah, you know, maybe some of the game, you know, like that Niners game. I know, like I can't get you know like. Dallas is definitely good enough, but like I just can't get that Niners game out of my head as well. Just how bad they were beaten in that football game, and yeah, that could be a problem. Kind of January, and I could see it, you know, because. But I just right now the Eagles have been kind of playing with fire all year. Like I know they got killed last week, but like the Bills should have beat them. Even the Chiefs had them beat, and you know the Chiefs had you know the fumble there in the red zone late in the game. Like they've been kind of playing with fire, and you know last week they got burnt. And I could see Dallas this week at home finding a way to to knock them off and kind of, you know, get getting the tie up there in the NFC uh, East Division. Still kind of trying to play for a chance, you know, maybe somehow outside shot to get that one seed with, you know, because they still got Detroit as well coming up in a few weeks. Exactly. Yeah, it's a very crucial stretch for Dallas. They got uh they got the Eagles. They got they got uh, the Dolphins in. They got the Dolphins in two weeks. They got they got Buffalo after that, and the Dolphins and Detroit. So a very very crucial strip four game stretch for Dallas. And if they could win all those games, they have a, they have a very good chance to win the division or even get the number one seed. And this leads us to my next question: Is the winner of this game going to win the NFC East? And I think if it's the Eagles, they'll definitely win. If the, if the Eagles win the NFC East, they definitely win because they pretty much would have a three game lead with four with four games left to play. So if the Eagles win, they definitely win the division. Dallas, 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they win the NFC East. I still think it may end up going, even if Dallas wins this game, I still think it might end up going to the Eagles because you look at the schedules down the stretch. Dallas still has to has to go to go to Buffalo, go to Miami, and play the Lions, where the Eagles, their only tough game out of their last four is going to be against is going to be in Seattle on Monday night because they finished the season with uh, two home games with the Cardinals and Giants, and they play the Giants on the road to finish things off. So I think for the I think I think if the Eagles win, absolutely. Cowboys, probably not. I still think the Eagles win the division. Yeah, I agree with I, I agree with that. Yeah, if the Eagles win this game, they'll be two up and with that schedule. I don't see them um you know, losing I don't there's no way they're losing two games out, you know, two maybe like that week eighteen if everything's locked up, the Giants kind of upset the Eagles, but I don't see them them losing two games. And yeah, with, with the Cowboys, that schedule's tough. Or you know, much tougher there with the Bills and Miami back to back on the road. Those are you know, the Bills are going to be fighting. You know, the Bills can you know, I know we'll get the Bills Chiefs, but if they could win, the Bills still kind of have a fighting chance there. So, um, you know, try to make the playoffs. So that'll be you know, that could be a tough one. So yeah, I'm with you. Like the Eagles won today. They or on Sunday two up. I don't. There's no. I don't see any possible way they blow a two game lead with only a couple weeks left. Yeah, yeah, they, 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 yeah, yeah, they, they should not. There's no way. There's if the Eagles win this game, there's no way they're not winning the NFC East. There's no. Now they might not get the number one seed. San Francisco could beat them out for that. Could they? Because the Eagles could lose in Seattle, and then San Francisco can win out, and they get the San Francisco could get the number one seed. But yeah, if the Eagles win Sunday, the NFC East is a wrap. It is. It is all over if the Eagles win on Sunday. But I, the big, the one of the big stories going into going into this game is the MVP race, and both these quarterbacks are in that race. The big question is though. Whatever is whatever is whatever quarterback wins this game. Whatever quarterback wins this game, should that quarterback be the front runner to win the MVP? And for me, I'd say yes. I'd say yes. I'm still tired. Brock Purdy should not be an MVP conversation. I'm tired of that. The only, the only reason the 49ers don't have the number one seed locked up is because Brock Purdy didn't play well in the three games that they lost. So I am tired of Brock Purdy being. Brock, there's no way Brock Purdy should be in an MVP conversation. I get that it's a quarterback award. But there's no way he should be in the conversation. Christian McCaffrey has a better case to win MVP than him. So Brock Purdy should be out of the conversation. But for these two guys, who's ever winning, whoever wins this game, I think they absolutely should be. I think that for uh, for Jalen Hurts, I mean, where would this Eagles team be without Jalen Hurts? They wouldn't be in first. They would still be a playoff team, but they wouldn't be in first place in their division. And I think you say the same thing with the Cowboys. Both these quarterbacks have played phenomenal football this season. And I think that the winner, the, whoever wins this game, that player should be the front runner for MVP. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, with Jalen Hurts, the only thing that worries me is the 10 INTs because that's up there kind of towards the league leaders. The the 10 INTs bother me a little bit, but you know he's he's still been awesome and and yeah he's 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 been great and their offense has been rolling and yeah with Dak and the Cowboys, I he definitely deserves it. Like that, all, you know, for the year, you know they you know Kellen Moore once goes to charges, Mike McCarthy's been calling the plays and it's been a huge difference. You know, like it's. You know, like Dak Prescott's played really, really well this year. He's completing, you know, over 70% of his passes. So, yeah, I think the winner should. Um, I or Like, I think Dak, if the Cowboys win, I think Dak should. I, like, I, I have Jalen Hurts, like, second, third. Like, I have, like, Tyreek Hill, I think, should be up there for what he's done with Miami. I know he'll probably get Offensive Player of the Year. You know, he's probably going to win that one. But, you know, what Tyreek Hill's done with that Miami offense, I think, could be in the conversation. And I, I kind of have Purdy up there because I think Purdy, I think if if any other quarterback 
If you if like he was Aaron Rodgers, I think Brock Purdy would be in that conversation. Yeah, but if like, Aaron Rodgers was on that team, they wouldn't be nine and three. They'd be probably twelve and zero or th- ten and I one. I think one of the one of those games, I I I Purdy was definitely playing with concussion. I really do believe that. All right, all right. I, I don't think right. he was healthy, right. but like the thing with Purdy is, I feel he's a point guard. Like he just distributes the ball to. Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, you know, McCaffrey. Like, he just does a good job of just spreading things around. Yeah, but he I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Old school point guards like that don't win MVPs. Guys that bring you back from behind in the second half of games, like Jalen Hurts, though those guys win, are, are MVPs. Guys like Jalen Hurts are MVPs. Guys like Patrick Mahomes, those are MVPs. Guys like Brock Purdy, they're good quarterbacks that could win a Super Bowl with a great roster around them, but they're not MVPs. Yeah, but like, is it his fault that his team has a ton of talent and they're not really behind much? Like, because like that that Browns yeah. game, they should have won. Like, it wasn't yeah, his fault. Know, the kicker missed. What about the Viking game? What about the what about the Bengal game? Like, come on. Yeah, like, like, the, like the Bengals won. The Bengals won. I you do have a real kid. I don't know because the Bengals defense stinks. I don't know what went wrong. You know, like I they, that that game. Yes, like you do have a point in that one. They you know McCaffrey didn't do a ton on the ground that game. But yeah, like, you know, I just, I think Purdy, because like, I know people sometimes say Shanahan's system is like, you know, any quarterback can run it, but like, then why didn't uh, Trey Lance work out? Why didn't like Nick Mullen work? No, no, like, no. why didn't some of these I, other guys I, don't I give work Purdy out? Credit. I think he's clearly a top 15 quarterback. I think he is. I just don't think he's an MVP caliber player. I just don't think he is. And if you put, if you put like Jalen Hurts or Dak Prescott or Pat, or Pat, or if you put Mahomes, Prescott, uh, Hurts, uh, Burrow, you put any of the top quarterbacks on that Niners team, they'd probably have at minimum one loss. Yeah, that that that's that could definitely that could definitely be the case. Yeah, I just you know I know some of his weapons were out. I know you know he was injured, but for what he's you know for what he does, he just he makes all the right reads or right right throws for the most part. I know he had a couple games where you know that Bengals game he made a couple of interceptions, but. You know, and I know they have all the talent, but especially too, like I, I, I think of it too as if they get the one seed, with the way they beat the Eagles and Cowboys, that's also like okay, like those scores, like I, I feel like that will give them a bump, and like if they get the one seed, it's a quarterback award. I feel like, you know, that will, you know, voting as I, well kind of helps them out. I in that understand regard. they destroyed the Cowboys and the Eagles. But what happened in games they were behind in in the second half against teams like the Browns? Against he's going against PJ Walker. All he's got to score is more than 19 points. The Vikings and the Bengals. I mean, I know he's going with Joe Burrow that game, but still, like he's a you know, he's played well. He's just not an MVP caliber player, in my opinion. I just think the two guys playing on Sunday are clearly better than him. Yeah, and I can see the kid. Yeah, like you know, he doesn't. Yeah, because um, you know, he's got terrific weapons right there with with the Cowboys and Eagles as well. Um, you know, like down there, I think it's hope that he's got Trent Williams back. Yeah. Like we haven't really seen him get behind much. And yeah, when he's kind of, when, you know, he's had the opportunities to come back from behind, they, they haven't been able to uh, capitalize yet. Um, you know, like, again, I know that Browns game, as I mentioned, he, you know, he let him down The kicker misses a field goal in that game. And, you know, there's, you know, back home, like they should have probably won that football game. Um, yeah, like, you know, I just, again, I just think he makes all, the, I, the system just fits him perfectly. I think he makes all the right throws. He's doing what he's got to be able to do. Yes, like that three-game stretch there, I think with all the injuries, you know, I, 
like that they you know like even the defense against the Bengals they just you know that's probably one of the worst games of the year like you know they just had an off day I think that day but I think he's played well enough and I like I just think if you just you know if you know if he was Lamar like I feel like if he was any other name where he wasn't like the Mr. Irrelevant he would be right there in the conversation I just you know with the stats that he's put up yeah, but I think if, if this was if Lamar or, you know, as he said, Lamar, Dak, Hurts, obviously Mahomes, Burrow, if they're quarterbacking that team, they're not, they don't, they're clearly the number one seed. The Niners blew out the Cowboys and in, in, in the Eagles, and they're not, they're still not the number one seed. They're the number two seed. I think the reason why they're not clearly the number one seed is because of Brock Purdy. If they had a, if they had a quarterback that was in the, that was clearly top 10 or top five, they would be the number one seed. That's why. I think there's no way, there's no way Purdy should be in this conference. I know the odds are there because, you know, the, the record of the team, but there's no way Purdy should be in this conversation. It should be da- the top four guys to me for the MVP should be Dak. Top five guys should be Dak, should be Hertz, Dak, uh, Mahomes, Lamar, and Tua. Those should be the top five guys. To me, it's a quarterback award, and those should be the top five guys, and Purdy should not be in the top five for MVP consideration. See so your case. I just again, yeah, like maybe this team does not have the three losses if they have anybody else out there. I think one of those games he was playing through the concussion. Okay. Now I think that's right. kind of why right. he struggled. Okay. You know, All right. All right. the Vikings defense got you know, so Vikings defense has played a lot better. The Bengals one, yes, that's like that's the one where I go, I don't understand how they lost that one, how they played that bad. But like I, I think he's up there. Like I have Dak one right now. Um I you know, I have um I put like Purdy two, Hurts three. I have and then Tyreek Hill four, and then the you know, Mahomes like five right now. Yeah, I'm I'm right now. I'm 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 uh, Hurts one, Dak two, Mahomes three. Uh, I'm I'll go Lamar four, two of five. That that that's my top five right now because uh, I think those guys have played the best football of anyone this season. I think they, they those those five guys are the most deserving, and they play the most important position on the field. I am for the the MVP award being a quarterback. I know I'm not. I don't. I don't think Purdy should win it, but I do think the MVP is a quarterback award. But in Purdy's case, a lot of court, there would be court, the five quarterbacks I mentioned. If they had that roster, they would have a better record than Brock Purdy. Yeah, I, I could. I could see that. You know, um, I, I could totally see that. Yeah, I agree. Like it's it's been a quarterback award. I put Hill in there just because like the difference maker that he's been. You know, I know two has put up a really good stats, but like. Tyreek's just on a different level, but yeah, I do agree. It's a quarterback award. It's the same thing with the Heisman as well at college. It's, it's you know, it, it's a quarterback award nowadays. And yeah, you know, it's the most sports position in the sport. They get paid so much money. So yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I just, you know, I, I think Purdy does deserve some credit, but yeah, I, 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 I see your point of why you don't have them up there in like top, top five in the MVP conversation. Yeah, I just think I just think if you put a lot of quarterbacks in Purdy's situation, they would be they would have great records. I I just think I just think that would happen because the Niners have great coach, very good coaching, great offensive coaching, great very good coaching overall, and they have the best roster in football. That's why I, I that's why I don't have Purdy as far as far up as I would have Hurts or Dak. I don't say he's not a good quarterback. I just don't have him on the level of Hurts, Dak, Lamar, Mahomes, those guys. I just don't have him on that level, but, but it should be interesting to see what happens. And I do think the winner of this game should be the front runner. You already have Dax the front runner, but I think the winner of this game should absolutely be the front runner. I could, I could totally, yeah, I could totally see. I just, the 10 picks with Jalen Hurts is kind of the thing that holds me back a bit. 
but yeah, you know, if he goes out there this week and puts up three touchdowns, yeah, he he passes Dak in, in that in that order. So or you know, for the MVP. So yeah, um yeah, the the, the winner of this one, the quarterback, yeah. Um whoever whoever wins this game, yeah, I think the 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 quarterback who wins this thing should be the favorite for the MVP. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So we will move on to a big AFC matchup in Kansas City as we got the two struggling teams. We got the struggling Kansas City Chiefs at eight and four. They lost last week, and we got the Buffalo Bills who just can't win close games. They're at six and six. This game is a huge game for both teams. Chiefs to try to get the number one seed, try to stay in contention for the number one seed. The Bills to try to even make the playoffs. And I think this game is is close. Right, to, this game comes right down the wire. It's close. It's back and forth. But I'm gonna I'm gonna take the team that's the that that I have more trust late in, the, in late in the game. I know the Bills have won two out of three in Kansas City, but I'm gonna take the team I have more trust in late in the game, and I'm gonna take the Chiefs here. I think Mahomes throws a couple of t- a couple touchdown passes. I think Pacheco has a pretty good game on the ground. I do think that uh, James Cook has a good game on the ground too, and I think that uh, Josh Allen throws a couple touchdowns. But the Bills have been so bad in close games. I think this might come down to a game where their defense has to make a stop. And we've seen what's happened all year when the Bills defense has had to make a stop. They don't make that stop. They didn't make it against Mac Jones and the Patriots. They couldn't make it against Russell Wilson and the Broncos. And they had two chances to do it against the Eagles, and they couldn't do it there. I think it's the same the same thing that happens this week in Kansas City. I got the Chiefs winning this game 28-24. to But, Justin, can Josh Allen and the Bills win in Kansas City for the third time in four games? I think they do. I got the, the Bills in this one, 24 to 21. Um, I really like the Bills offense the last kind of couple weeks, you know, because they're coming off the bye. And their season's pretty much on the line in this one. And, you know, so I think they're able to kind of come in here, figure it out. The Chiefs defensively are coming off their worst game of the year, you know, uh, in that Sunday night game against the Packers. And that offense is still just with the Chiefs. It's just not clicking. And I, I'm at this point, I don't think it's going to click, you know, it's already December, you know, it's just the wide receivers just, you know, um, there's been a lot of drop passes this year from them. And I think the bills go in there. I think Josh Allen plays well enough, you know, and again, Allen this year in 10 of his 12 or 10 of his 12 games, he's thrown an interception. Like he's, he's got to protect the football. He can't give this chiefs offense here in Mahomes, like, a, you know, a short field, something like that. But I, I think the Bills just coming out the bye. I think this is it's you know their their season's pretty much on the line here Sunday, and I think they go in there to to Arrowhead and, and find a way to uh, knock off Kansas City. I definitely can see it happen. I mean, they've played well. They've played really well at Arrowhead. They've won two of the last three times, twice in the regular season. We all know the loss they had in that in that great play, that classic Wild. in the playoffs. But yeah, they play played well. They've played well there here, but they just haven't played. But the problem is they haven't played well this season. This is this is the worst team. Josh Allen has had since 2019 and a big re- and it's not all Josh Allen he's turned he's not played that he's not played great football they played good football not great football this year with the turnovers but it's also been the defense this defense has just not made a big stop where it counts how, how do you trust this defense with if, if they're up by one score in the fourth quarter to win the game I just don't trust it at all that's why even though I don't love Kansas even though Kansas City hasn't played that hasn't played great either this year I just trust Kansas City a little bit more yeah and I could see it you know it's one. It's like they do have Mahomes late in the game, and and yeah, Mahomes can make it happen, but Mahomes can't go catch the football either. Like those wide receivers have to catch the ball, and I, you know, I don't trust some of those receivers right now. So yeah, you know, I know the Bills. There's been a ton of defensive injuries this year, and I know that's kind of affecting them. Um, but you know, if they can, but I feel like with that in the Chiefs' offensive line is is good. But with the Bills are playing up ahead, like, and I think late in the game with that pass rush, I, I think they could, um, you know. 
get after and pressure Mahomes enough. And, uh, you know, I, I could, you know, yeah, that defense, you know, could definitely give Mahomes a touchdown late in that game and, and the Chiefs could uh, definitely get the win. But I, th- I think the Bills kind of realize that, look, because, you know, you look at all the quarterback injury in the AFC right now, the Bills can make a run as a 6-7 seed. You know, if they get if they can get in with all the injuries right now, and you know, and I the Bills probably kind of know that you know there's still a lot of talent on that team, but um, I I, I see this Bills team kind of knowing the season on the line, they found a way to go into Airhead and, and knock them off. And that's a great point because this leads us to our next question: Are the uh, our next question is are the Bills Super Bowl contenders if they win this game? And I think they absolutely are. I think this would be a huge win for the Bills because if you look at the Bills, yes, they haven't played well this year. But of all the teams that are competing for for the playoffs, the Browns, the Steelers, the uh, the, the Colts, the Texans, uh, the the Broncos, I mean the Broncos, uh, the even the the Bengals, this team clearly has the highest ceiling because they have the most talent. They've been there before. They they have a ton of playoff experience, and they have the best quarterback. So. I would say absolutely. If they win this game, they're absolutely Super Bowl contenders. They absolutely can be a dark horse team in the AFC. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they they, they definitely could. Um, yeah, with, with the injuries throughout the AFC right now, that, that's a team they sneak in as like a six, seven seed, you know, who's ever the two or three seeds, you know, not going to yeah. be too, in, you know, too happy. Yeah, that's the team you're not going to want to play in the first round. If they no. somehow sneak in, because you know if they sneak in, they're going to be playing good football. They'll be, they'll at least win three of their next five games at minimum. They very easily they're, they're probably if they get in, they that means they've won four out of five. So they're playing well at the right time. So yeah, this is definitely a team you don't want to play if they sneak into the playoffs. As, yeah, like you said, a six or seven seed. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we just talked about the Chiefs. Like I know Mahomes. You know, it, it you know it's you know things are setting up for Mahomes and that Chiefs to be another the one seed yet again, but. You know, you mentioned the Bills have had some success there like that. You know, like the, the Chiefs haven't kind of looked great at times this year, especially offensively. So, yeah, you know, like I, I think the Bills, I think maybe because we've seen the Bills kind of in the playoffs. They've struggled at home in January because they haven't been able to run football. Maybe going somewhere else kind of helps them. Maybe and maybe having that underdog card where they've kind of been the favorite or one of the favorites and there's more pressure on them. This year they kind of go in there, you know, yes, you know, like, I think people expect them that they have a shot to win, but like, they're not, they want the all the pressure. I don't think would totally be on them either this year. Yeah, no, there'll be more pressure on the Ravens. There'll be more pressure on the chiefs. There'll be more pressure on the dolphins to win a playoff game. Cause the dolphins haven't yeah. won a playoff game in years. So yeah, they, de- they definitely, the only, the, 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 there would be pressure on, Sh- on Sean McDermott cause he might lose his job, but still there probably would be more pressure on teams like the dolphins and the Ravens and the chiefs. If they get if, in the playoffs, in the playoffs, than that, yeah, yeah, absolutely, and you know maybe that helps them out a bit, you know. So yeah, you know, there's definitely going to be more pressure on other teams in, in the in the AFC this year. So yeah, you know, and Josh Allen, they go up against them. Uh, you know, you expect Kenny Pickett to be back for the Steelers, or you know, or the Browns, you know, whoever starts for them in, in the playoffs. Like, you know, the Bills should win those those games. You know, Josh Allen's a better quarterback, so. Yeah, you know, the Bills, they, you know, definitely pressure on kind of McDermott. He might lose his job, but, um, you know, things don't go well here down the stretch. But, yeah, the, the Bills, um, they should be they should be Super Bowl contenders, kind of, uh, you know, if they, they find any way to make the playoffs. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. They, de- they definitely should be. Now, getting to an AFC matchup, one team who is absolutely pathetic, another team that is trying to fight for the postseason. We got the Pats taking on the Steelers tomorrow night in Pittsburgh. 
And and uh, for Pittsburgh, they got to they they want to make the playoffs. They got to win this game. They they definitely this is a must win for them. They want to make the playoffs, and I and I think they do. I think that uh, Trubisky will make enough plays in this game. I think they might they'll force a turnover from Zappy. I don't think they score a ton of points, but the Patriots' offense is abs is the worst in football. It's absolutely pathetic. I mean, it's 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 embarrassing how bad they've looked on offense. I think that continues this week. I think this is a sloppy game, but I'm taking the team that is still has something to play for. That's the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Patriots on the offensive side of the ball are horrendous. Who would have thought after getting rid of Judge and Patricia? I mean, mm. I didn't get rid of Judge. I kept Judge on the staff. But after getting after getting a new offensive coordinator this year, I didn't think the the offense would be great. But I never thought it would be this pathetic. They're the Patriot. The Patriots' offense is pathetic. I'm going Steelers here, seventeen to seven. But Justin, can the Steelers lose to another terrible team and continue to hurt their playoff chances? I would think not. Because the Patriots have scored 13 points in the last three weeks. And the Patriots, another record that uh, Bill Belichick has broken. Um, they're the first team since 1938 to lose three straight games when their defense has given up 10 points or less. 1938. Yeah. 1938. The Patriots. The Chicago. It, it was the Chicago was the Cardinals. Oh my Chicago God. Cardinals. 1938. So, the levels of yeah. futility with the Patriots are are, are just uh, continue. The futility of the Patriots just continues this year. And they they they, 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 they every week they just find a new rock. You think it's, it's hit mm. rock bottom when they lose to the Giants? They find a new rock when they lose to the Chargers. Yeah, yeah. Like the and the thing with their offense has been it's like they'll drive and then it's like when they get to right around field goal range or the red zone it just things just fall apart it's like you know when they were about to enter the red zone last week zappy takes a sack um then they had a false start and then it just you know they just if everything just falls apart for him so yeah I, again zappy protected the football but let's be honest there's a reason why he didn't start until week uh 13 so <laughs> they got that, shut out they didn't score a point yeah yeah, so at home against the Chargers defense that's has not been good all year. So that was sad. But uh I was hoping my Kings were gonna win so I could put this game on my laptop, but of course they 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 fail me as well, like usual. So yeah, I'll have to suffer through this ugliness and I would love to see a zero zero tie. Well I would, but then you know, or I would like to kind of like to lose like three nothing, something like that. Like, this is gonna be ugly. This is not gonna be fun to watch. And yeah. fortunately, there's not a ton of college basketball games on tomorrow night either that you can, you know, trying to make myself more excited with and this garbage that we are putting out. And yeah, just hope, uh, just hope we get the one seat because yeah, this I got 10 3. This is I, the page, you know, Patriots defense gonna play well, but yeah, their offense ain't gonna do anything. Absolutely horrible, and we're not even going to get into the Belichick stuff because we'll get into that. We got we got time to get into that. Mm-hmm. The Patriots are just so pathetic offensively, and the Steelers they'll be without uh, they'll be without Kenny Pick. They'll be without Kenny Pickett. But is it really mad? Is it really that big of a difference between right now? It's set. It's not good for them that there really isn't a difference. They wish there was, but is there really that big of a difference between Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett? Not really. So I, I think it's a Steeler win in a low scoring game, and they go to eight and five, and uh, the Patriots go to two and eleven. Yeah. Yep. I'm with you. Yeah. I, I, Mr. Busy. Yeah. We'll probably make enough plays and, you know, maybe the Patriots get a turnover or two, but I just, you know, their, their defense really hasn't been able to do that a ton this year. Um, but so, yeah, I just, yeah, I, I can't imagine the Steelers lose another one, especially to a team that just can't score. Like unless the Steelers just hand them 14 points. I don't really see how the Patriots win this football game. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. Not at all. We will go to the Monday night game. One of the Monday night games this week is the Packers, the Red Hawk Green Bay Packers who won three in a row, face the Giants who have won two in a row. But 
in this game, I think the whole story, and it's been a nice story with Tommy DeVito, but I think that story could come to an end in this game because Jordan Love has played great. For the Packers and Jordan Love have played great these last three weeks. Jordan Love, eight touchdowns, no picks uh, for the Packers. Uh, and, 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 and look at the teams they beat. They beat the Lions on Thanksgiving. They beat the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football. Jordan Love has been playing really, really well. That's why, as we say, the Bills have the highest ceiling of all the teams fighting for the playoffs in the AFC. The Packers definitely have the highest ceiling of, of any of the teams fighting for the playoffs in the NFC. I mean, they got a higher ceiling than the Vikings. To me, they got a higher ceiling than the Seahawks because of, because of the way Love is Jordan Love is playing. They got a better quarterback there. I think they definitely have a higher ceiling than the Rams. So, um, I mean, they, they, to me, this they have a higher ceiling than the Saints. Any of any of the teams fighting for a playoff spot, the Packers have the highest ceiling of all those teams. And I think they take care. I know the Giants are hot. I know they've won two in a row, but these are not the Patriots. These are not the command. This is not the Patriots' offense. This is not the Commanders' defense. The Packers have a better defense than the Commanders, and they definitely have a better offense than the Patriots. And that's going to show up Monday night. I know it's going to be a windy night, so the game might be a little bit. The Giants might have a chance. The game might be a little low scoring in the first half, but in the second half, the pass rush of the Packers is going to take over. I think they sack Devito for maybe and even force maybe force a turnover or two. I think Jordan Love throws a couple touchdown passes. Like AJ Dillon is a pretty good game on the ground, and that's why I get the Packers winning their fourth in a row over my Giants. I get the Packers winning this game 24 to 10. But Justin, can Tommy DeVito lead the Giants to their third straight win? I'm with you. I don't see it either. I got the Packers 20 to 13. Uh, yeah, DeVito's, you know, he's, you know, he's played pretty well the last couple of weeks. But uh, as you mentioned, yeah, Jordan, Jordan was, again, a couple of weeks ago, kind of felt like, man, the Packers get like a top 10 pick. Are they going to just go with a quarter, you know, pick a, pick a uh, quarterback in the first round here and, you know, move on from love, but uh, he's he's really improved the last few weeks. He played really well Sunday night yet again, and I think the Packers are able to kind of do enough in this game. And I think the Giants are going to have success running the football with Barkley. You know, especially if you mentioned if it's going to be windy, I think that's going to be kind of huge. That should be the game plan. It should be 12 personnel yeah. and try to run the football. I don't care if Green Bay is trying to stop it. 12 personnel, get out of 11 personnel, 12 personnel. I don't care if they know it's coming. Try to run the football and have DeVito go off and have DeVito – uh, and have DeVito and run play action with DeVito. That's the only chance I feel like you have in this game. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, if they have success doing that, maybe they could find a way to, to score enough here and their defense makes enough plays to, uh, you know, slow down the Packers offense in this one. Um, but with the Packers, I know the Giants still have a very outside chance of making the locker, but the, with the Packers right now, the way they're playing, they, you know, fighting for a locker spot. I think they go into uh, MetLife and uh, w- win the game Monday night. They should. And the only chance the Giants will have is run the football and don't make Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary be a factor. If they, you'll know very early if the Giants are going to be in this game. If they can't run the football, they're not. It's not, it's not like they're playing the Patriots and the, and the Patriots will just score seven points. They're playing the Packers. They're playing a, a quarterback that's red hot and is playing really good football. So yeah, if if, if, if the Giants can't run the football, it's gonna it's gonna be a tough, really tough game for them because that pass rush of Zadar of, of not Zary Smith, but of, uh, of of Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith is gonna get be all over Tommy DeVito, and I think that's gonna force Tommy DeVito to make some mistakes. So I uh, yeah, and listen, I'm happy the Giants. Have, are starting DeVito over Tyrod Taylor. Because Tyrod Taylor, you kind of know what he is. He's pretty much a game manager. Tommy DeVito, you don't know. So just play the unknown the rest of the season. I don't mind if the Giants are starting Tommy DeVito, but I think he's going to have a rough game here. And listen, if he has a rough game, do not bench him and put Tyrod in. Keep DeVito in until this team is, com- is, is completely uncompetitive in games. If the team is competitive, I don't care if they're losing. If they're competitive in games, you keep Tommy DeVito in. Uh, but, but I think it's just going to be a tough night because of the weather conditions and because the, the Packers are, are playing well and they're just a better football team. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. With the veto. Yeah. Cause 
What? This is the final year of Taylor's contract. You get one more year. Yeah, I, know I think it's the last the... year of his contract. Yeah, and you guys are paying him pretty well for a backup quarterback. So next year you get a pretty cheap backup quarterback. So we'll just keep Devito. We'll just keep Devito on yeah. the roster. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, so that. Yeah, that's what I meant. Like that's what. I, um. Yeah, that's what I meant. Like keeping Devito as like a cheap, very cheap backup quarterback option. That you know, he won't win you many games, but you know he's you know he hasn't really turned the football over, and I think that's like a huge. That, that that's a big thing. I feel like you know, uh, for like a back quarterback, if you don't really just turn it over, you give your team a chance to win. That's what he's done the last couple of weeks. So yeah, um, so I, I'm I'm with you. I think Tommy Devito should just start the rest of the way. Just yeah, you kind of figure out you know what what you have in him. Just kind of keep building building him up a bit as well with the first teamer. So I'm with you. You know, don't really point to point Tyrod back in there because you know what he is. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So we will move on to another game in the Meadowlands this Sunday as the Texans take on the Jets. And what a disaster the New York Jets are in their quarterback situation. It's the worst quarterback situation. And the Patriots have the worst offense in the league. The Jets have the worst quarterback situation in the league. It is a mess. They've just announced they're going back to Zach Wilson. There were rumors this week that Zach Wilson didn't even want to go back in there for the Jets. And then even worse, <laughs> Joe Beningo said on this, this, there was this situation with Joe Beningo where he said, on, he said on the fan that that solid texted him that he didn't even like <laughs> Zach Wilson. And then that got out and solid called him for 25 minutes saying you, 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 you misinterpreted what I said. So then he had to go on FAN on two shows yesterday and, and apologize. So it is a disaster, but the fact that's even out there, the fact he's texting with a radio, an old radio host, about the team and about the quarterback is even bigger mess. This is such a disaster. The only reason I think the Jets, this game is close, is obviously the Jets' defense is one of the best in the football, and the weather is so bad. It's going to be bad at the Meadowlands on Sunday. 25-mile-an-hour wins expected. So I do think that keeps them in the game. But I think it's more the same for the Jets. The defense plays well. The quarterback plays terribly, and they lose. And that's why I got Houston going 8-5. and five. Winning this game, I think Houston's defense made some big plays. Will Anderson had a big week. You're starting to see the Will Andersons and the Derek Stingley start to step up. This team's got a great future in Houston. I'm telling you, a great future in Houston with some of their young players on defense and CJ Stroud. I know they lost Tank Dell, but they got a great future. But I got them winning 17 to 10 over over the Jets. And I ask this question every week. It's a kind of a rhetorical question now. Can the Jets' defense help them end their six game losing streak, five game losing streak? No, I got the uh, Texans as well here, 21 to 13. Um, feels like every Jet Giant home game this year, the weather's been brutal this year. I know, exactly. Yeah. No, no, they rarely do. Yeah. Yeah. It's been one of those years, but uh, I got, yeah, I got the Texans this one. They should be able to take care of business. Um, You know, yeah, like I, you got to go back to Zach. It sounds like that. They had to. They have no, they really have no choice. Looking at looking at their their options at quarterback, I mean they might be able to start Simeon in the game, but that probably would, would have been a disaster. They would have been back to Wilson next week, so why not just take the most the best quarterback? And even though he's the worst quarterback in football, he's the best quarterback on their roster, and they just cut Tim Boyle. Yeah. And I don't even get why Tim Boyle was even in the NFL, but or he was on that Rogers team. Boy. I know exactly exactly why. Yeah. And they, you know all Rodgers guys have not worked out for that team. Randall no. Cobb, Alan Lazard, Nathaniel Hackett, none of Rodgers guys have worked out for that team. But there could be a good chance they're all back next year if Rodgers wants them back because mm. Rodgers is the GM of that team. Oh yeah, yeah you could you could oh yeah you could tell. Um, he is you know the way he goes on McAfee's show and just talks about everything just you exactly. know exactly yeah McAfee's getting you know his money's worth he's oh, paying yeah. a million dollars something he's getting <laughs> he's his, giving you know. all this information. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. It's worth it. You know, uh, it's been worth it for him. So yeah. Um, Rogers runs that show there and yeah, the, the jets have been an utter, utter disaster. And Patriots jet week 18, that quarterback. Oh, match. God. oh my God. That's going to be, that, uh, that that's game's going to be six to three. It's be like yeah. last year's They're game. Ten to, yeah. It's the punt return touchdown. Like that. that was yeah, it. Yeah. 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 That, that was that was it. So, uh, yeah, and this one, I just, this is going to be another good football game. I think Stroud plays well enough. I think the Texans, because the Jets, you know, the one weakness of Jets is been stopping the run. I think, you know, I know that they, the, the Texans have been great running the football this year, but I think this should be one of their better um, rushing offenses performance in this game um, against the Jets. And I, I think uh, the Texans kind of keep rolling. I know they're going to be out, or, you know, Dell might be out, or is going to be out. I know Dalton Schultz could be out. I know he's still questionable in this one. So it's going to be maybe tough to throw the football around. So I, I think the Texans do it on the ground. I think the Jets um, aren't, aren't able to do enough. And again, I wouldn't be shocked if the Jets offense puts their defense in a, in a bad spot too. Yeah, they will. And I think the Jets lose their sixth in a row, losing to the Texans on Sunday, 17 to 10. But we got a huge, we got a big matchup in the AFC as the Jaguars go to Cleveland to face the Browns. And again, with with the with Trevor Lawrence probably being out of this game, I think this is going to be a really really low scoring game. This could be Joe Flacco against DJ Beathard. This is going to be a low scoring defensive battle. But I'm going to take the home team here, and it's another going to be another really bad weather game. I'm going to take the home team here to win it in a close low scoring game. I'm going to take the Browns to beat the Jags 16 to 10. But Justin, can the Jags bounce back this week and put themselves in a real good position to win the AFC South? I get Cleveland as well, seventeen to ten. Um, this the Cleveland defense has been, you know, uh, they're so like this year at home. The, the Browns defense only gave up ten points a game. In one of those games, they gave up twenty eight to Baltimore when Doran Thompson Robinson started. So like it would be even better if you take out the twenty eight points they gave up against Baltimore. But on the road, they're giving up thirty points a game. So it, it's been you know very odd for how bad their defense has been on the road. But playing at home, C.J. Beathard, I know he looked pretty good when he came in to relief for Trevor Lawrence last week, but um, going up against this team, I, I think it's going to be a tough task to score against this Browns defense. I think they're going to get after Bedford. And, um, you know, if Joe, I would assume Joel Flacco starts again and he actually threw the ball really well. You gave him time and he came in, he had a really couple nice throws last week against the Rams. So uh, coming off the street, pretty impressive performance from Joel Flacco did not see that coming. So I think the Browns at home are able to take care of business this week. I think the big question with Lawrence probably missing time for the Jaguars is can they still win the AFC South without him? And I think they still can because I look at the schedule. I know I think they'll lose this week. They'll lose to the Ravens. But I look at the last three games, Tampa on the road. That'll be, that'll be a tough one with C.J. Beathard. But the last two, you got Carolina. They should beat Carolina. And then Tennessee. So they should win those last two games no matter who the quarterback is. So I actually, I actually think, I, I actually think that the uh, the Jaguars are going to win the division because they're three and one against the beat the Toads twice and they split with the Texans. So I think, I think, I actually think that the uh, I think that the Jaguars are, are going to end up. Uh, I think they'll still win. I think they, I don't go, they won't go anywhere in the playoffs, but I still think if Lawrence misses a significant amount of time, I still think they win the division. I think they do too because that schedule. Yeah, you know, yeah, they probably lose this week. They. And they'll probably lose next week at home against Baltimore. But yeah, like their last three games at Tampa Bay, Tampa might, it's still probably battling for an NFC South, but like that's going to be a 13 to 10 game, something like that, I feel like. And then, yeah, you should beat the Panthers and Tennessee on the road. They're not going to be really playing for anything that one. So yeah, I'm with you. Um, and it's, they probably have the tiebreakers there. And then, 
you know, because the Colts have a tough one. Like they got the Bengals coming off the Steelers, still Atlanta, Raiders, Texans. So, yeah, you know, um, and it helps that the Texans and Colts are playing week 18. Last week, so one, one of, of those gonna, teams is going to yeah. lose. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm with you. I think the Jags still find a way to win that division. And, you know, we'll see how much time he misses. But I was surprised with Lawrence when he played against the Saints at Thursday night when he's been, he hurt his knee, you know, and, and that the Sunday before. So, yeah, maybe the high ankle sprain is usually like three to four weeks, but maybe he find a way to come back earlier. So, yeah, I do think the Jacks still find a way to win the division. All right, we've got a big AFC matchup in Cincinnati as the Bengals came off a big win last week. Take on the Colts, who are who right now have the uh, number seven seed in the uh, in the AFC. I think this is a close competitive game, but I'm going to go with the team that's going to run the football better, and I think that's going to be that's going to be the Colts. And I think Minshew is going to make less mistakes than Browning. I think Browning, he played really well last week, but I think he's going to throw a couple interceptions against the Colts. I think it's going to come right down to the end with the ball in Browning's hands and that Colts defense making a stop and winning another close game. And I got the Colts surprisingly going to 8-5, and five, beating the Bengals. But Justin, can Browning win his second in a row and keep the Bengals in the playoff race? I think it's very possible, but I got the Colts as well, 23-20. to 20. Um, Browning played really, yeah, he played really well. It was 32 for 37 last week. Uh, Jamar Chase had a monster game you know i could you know if he can get the ball to jamar um chase like he did last week where he had 11 catches for 149 yards and a touchdown you know i i could you know i could definitely see the brown or the Bengals knocking off indianapolis and i thought zach taylor had a great game plan besides those two trick plays that he tried out um oh yeah, that one trick play you know, was really cost. bad yeah. yeah one was really costly. oh yeah yeah the, those were everything else i thought he called a really good game besides those two two plays but um I, I just don't see them be, be able to keep, you know, keeping up um, with the Colts enough in this one because yeah, Gardner Mench is going to have success against his defense and uh, do have the Colts going 8-5 uh, and five and win this game. We got an interconference matchup in Baltimore. And we got we got the uh, we got the Raven we got the Rams heading to Baltimore to play the Ravens. This is a big game, big game for the Ravens trying to get the number one seed, and a big game for the Rams trying to get into the playoffs. And I think this is a game that's close for a half. I think Kieran Williams does a pretty good job on the ground early on. I think McVay schemed some stuff up early on to keep the Rams in this game. But in the second half, I feel like the better team takes over, especially in the bad weather conditions. I think Stafford throws a pick or two. I think the Ravens do a really good job running the ball with Gus Edwards. I think Lamar throws a couple touchdown passes. And I get the Ravens going to 10-3. and I got the Ravens winning this game 24-13 to over the Rams. But, Justin, can Stafford lead the Rams to their fourth straight win? Now I get the Ravens as well in this one, 28 to 16. Um, you know, Stafford, it, you know, that offense is, you know, since uh, Kyron Williams came back, their, their offense has been rolling the last couple of weeks. And I think he's got a good, good game. I think he has a good game on the ground, but I think when the um, Rams kind of fall behind in this one, I think that great pass which the Ravens have is going to get after Stafford. And their offenses, Rams offensive lines played, you know, pretty well for the most part this year, but um, I think it's going to be a tough task. And I think Lamar Jackson, you know, plays well enough against that Rams defense this week. And, um, you know, I think just Stafford, I, I think they kick a couple more field goals and the Ravens kind of find ways to punch it in the end zone. We got a big NFC West matchup in San Francisco. It's the Seahawks for the second time in three weeks, take on the Niners. And again, I think this game is, is close early. I think, you know, Geno makes some plays early on. But I just think that uh, the the Niners offense has another really big game. I think they forced a couple turnovers from Geno Smith. And I got the Niners winning this one. I think they got to win it by I got to win it by double digits. I got the Niners pretty much putting the pretty much clinching the uh, NFC West. I think they might. 
they might, might, might even clinch if they, I think they, they clinch if they win on Sunday because they'd be up four games on Seattle with four to play. And I think, if, and I think if the Rams lose, they clinch the division. So I got the Niners winning the NFC West on Sunday, and I got them beating the Seahawks uh, thirty to seventeen. But Justin, can the Seahawks get revenge from from Thanksgiving? No, I don't think so. I got the uh, Niners this one, twenty-four to seventeen. I think you know Seattle keep it close. You know Seattle. You know if Seattle can kind of protect uh, Geno Smith, he got sacked six times at Thanksgiving game a couple weeks ago. Um, you know if he kind of has enough time, I think they, they got some weapons there where they could make some plays happen. But um, I just you know I don't. It was last week for Geno, like he one of his better games of the year. Could he kind of keep that up against a really good Niners offense or Niners defense? Or do you kind of revert back to what he's been this year, where it's been a lot of inconsistencies, turnovers? You know, we'll find out. And if the if the Niners can get after him early, I could really see this thing get out of hand yet again. But I think he does enough in this one. He tries to keep it close, but I don't think their defense their defense played pretty well most of the year. The last couple of weeks has been a tough, tough form. But I, I think you know, but I just I don't think they're gonna be scoring enough against the Niners defense this week. We got the Vikings traveling to Vegas to face the Raiders. Vegas got very slim playoff homes. Vikings right in the playoff race in the NFC. And I think this game is close and competitive. I do think that the Vikings forced some turnovers from Aiden O'Connell. I they are go, Vikings are, are sticking with Josh Jobs. I think he turns the ball over well as well turns them over once as well. So I think this is gonna be close. It's gonna come right down to the end. I think it's gonna come right down to the end where the Vikings make a stop against Aiden O'Connell. And I get the Vikings winning this game 20 to 16 over the Raiders. But Justin, can Antonio Pierce help end the Raiders two game losing streak? No, I get the Vikings in this one 20 to 17. Um, I think the Raiders offense is going to struggle in this one, just, you know, with the way the Vikings defense has been playing. And they've been really good stop of the run. I think that's kind of going to bottle Jacobs. And I think he's going to have a tough time getting anything going. And that means they're going to have to re- rely on Aiden O'Connell. And the Vikings pass has been really, really good a lot, you know, for, you know, for now, like pretty much almost the last two months now, it feels like so. And now with the, then, you know, kind of rookie quarterback, I, I think, you know, the Vikings, you're going to make him kind of get rid of the ball quicker than he, ha- than he wants to. And I think there might be a couple interceptions in this game. And I think the Vikings offense capitalizes enough. I think the Raiders defense will keep him in it, but just, I, I think that all, the Raiders offense this week is going to have a tough time getting really a lot going against this team. We got an NFC South matchup in Atlanta as the Bucks take on the Falcons. I think this is going to be a really close competitive game, just like it was in week seven. It's going to be close competitive. It's going to come down to the end, but I'm going to go with the team who I think is going to run the football better. I think it's going to be the Falcons with B with B. John Robinson and Tyler Algier. I'm going to take the quarterback who I think is going to make less mistakes. And that's going to be, De- it's weird to say it's going to be Desmond Ritter, but I think it's going to be Desmond Ritter. I think it's another game that comes right to the, right down to the end with, with the, with the ball in Baker's hands. And I think that Falcons defense makes a stop for the second week in a row. And I get the Falcons going to seven and six and staying in first place in the NFC South, beating the Bucs 24 to 17. But Justin, can Baker and the Bucs get revenge from week seven? Now I get the Falcons in this one as well. It's 17 to 13, very low scoring um, game. Like, feels like the Falcons are always always playing in this year. Um, but in that first one, you know, the the um the Bucks kind of turned the ball over three times in that one. That was kind of the big difference in this one. Godwin and uh Mike Evans both had six catches. You know, like Bayer can kind of give them the football and they're able to kind of get some big chunk plays. I think that'll be huge in this one. But I just think the Falcons are still just a little bit better than Tampa Bay. And I know Tampa's dealing with some injuries on the defense side of the ball. And I think Atlanta's offense just does enough in this one that they they find a way to uh to sweep the Buccaneers. 
we got another we got another NFC South matchup, and that's between the Panthers and the Saints. And I know the Saints haven't been playing that well, but they should have no problem winning this game. I think they're able to run the ball with Kamara. I think it doesn't care. It doesn't matter who plays quarterback. If it's Derek Carr, Jameis Winston, that doesn't really matter to me. I think they force some, a couple turnovers from Bryce Young, and I think they cruise here and they stay in the race. I got the Panthers winning this game. 20, no, I mean the Saints winning this game, twenty-seven to thirteen, or the Panthers. But Justin, can the Panthers can Panthers hurt? Can the Pan, can the Panthers really hurt the Saints' chances of winning the NFC South? Well, I'm hoping they will because I am curious. <laughs> you want that number one pick? Yeah, the Patriots would get the tie. Yeah, because uh, with the um, the um, the schedule kind of um, with how the tiebreak comes down to it, the Patriots would get the one seed right now. So, um, so yeah, I, I so I, I am rooting for Carolina, but I got the Saints in this one, 2017. You know, I think it's probably gonna be Jameis Winston. Like, I can't imagine cars in a pass con- uh, concussion protocol because it's the second one last 30 days. So I can't imagine that he'll be cleared for this game. But and, and Jameis Winston again, like Jameis does, he'll make some really good thrilling plays. But then he'll make the head, he'll make the head scratching ones. So I think they have success again. The Saints' problem has been it's in the red zone. They just they either turn the ball over, they or they just kick field goals. And I think they do enough in this one. I think the the Panthers D kind of keeps them in it. But um, I just don't think they're I you know Bryce Young, you know it's kind of been rough for him all year. I think he kind of has another rough performance, but I think they keep it close. But I think the Saints at home find a way to um, to, to to knock off uh, Carolina. We got the Lions and the Bears, a NFC North matchup. The Bears nearly beat them uh, a couple weeks ago in Detroit, and I think this is another close game. I think it's another close game. I think I think Goff and and Fields turned the ball over once, but I do think you know Goff throws a couple touchdowns. I think three Fields throws a touchdown himself. I think it comes right down to the end with the ball in Justin Fields' hands, and we all know what happens usually when the ball's in his hands at the end of the game. Minnesota was an outlier. We know what usually happens. He doesn't get the job done. I think that's what happens here, and that's why I got the Lions going to ten and three, winning a close one over the Bears. I got the Lions beating the Bears twenty four to twenty. But Justin, can the Bears get revenge from Week twelve? And they had that big twenty six to fourteen lead and blew it. Can they get revenge from that game? Yeah, I, I think they do. Wow. Twenty one. I wow. don't really love the Lions right now. Uh-huh. Really, and, and you know what's a big loss? That McNeil, that loss to McNeil. That's going to be a loss if he's going to miss some games, especially if he misses like the Dallas game. That, that's going yeah. to be a loss because he's a very underrated player on that defense. That's going to be a loss for them. Ragnall's hurt too, so they do have some injuries here. Yeah, they do. And, you know, I, and again, I, you know, maybe I'm crazy for saying this, but the way the Bears defense is played, I kind of trust the Bears defense more Mont- than I do the Lions right now. Montez Sweat was a really good trade for that team. Yeah. That's really going to help that I'm team going forward. That, but... no, no, no matter what happens, what they do at the quarterback position, that Montez Sweat trade is going to be a big trade for that team. Yeah, yeah. Then uh, See Hector's comment here. Uh, can the Lions be that team that, that quietly go to the NFC Championship I know game? you don't like them that much. I actually think they could quietly go there because say they get into a matchup with the Eagles. I wouldn't be surprised if they, you know, they get into a matchup with the Eagles either in Philly or at home and win that game because of the way the Eagles back seven is played. I wouldn't be shocked if they, if they upset the Eagles. Uh, the, and even say for some reason they get the Niners at home with Brock I wouldn't be shocked if they win that one either. So I think they very easily can quietly get into the championship game. But Because I think they're going to get McNeil and Ragnow healthy. Now, I feel like they have to be healthy to, to, to get there because, because the way they are right now, I don't know if they can get there. they got to be healthy, but they do have a chance with, with the way they've been playing this year. Yeah, you know, I... I could see it, 
if they get healthy and like what golf do I, I know like the last two weeks golf has looked a bit better, but like that Chicago game, he was not great to the fourth quarter. Like he's had a couple games this year where he's really reverted back to the, you know, from when he was with the uh, LA Rams. So what golf do I get kind of worries me, but like, yeah. Cause like outside of the Niners, you know, I feel like out, you know, anybody else right now in the NFC, you can kind of beat. I don't think you'd go with maybe, you know, I could maybe see them be in San Francisco if it's in Ford Field. I don't see them going out to to uh San Francisco knocking them off. So like I wouldn't be totally shocked. That defense is just, you know, could they revert to what they were kind of back a little bit earlier in the season? But I just, you know, I worry about them a little bit. I wouldn't be shocked because the NFC outside of like I feel like right now like the Niners kind of the big favorites. Not big, but kind of have a you know are, are the favorites in the, in the NFC right now. But um, you know I wouldn't be surprised. But I gotta you know they gotta play a little bit better than than they have the last couple of weeks for me because they got to a big lead last week, but then they let the Saints kind of have an opportunity to come back and win that football game. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I mean yeah, they haven't been playing great football, but I just think the way they've been playing all year, they've been able to uh, pull out these close games, especially against bad te- teams they're better than. And I think that's more, I think it's going to be more of the same on Sunday. They're going to pull out a close game against a team that they're better than. But yeah, they got to be playing better football if they're going to go into a Philadelphia or they're going to go into a San Francisco in the playoffs or if they're even going to go into Dallas and win late in the season. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and maybe things don't break right form too. Would you have to maybe deal with even, oh, uh, they get, you know, may, you know, if they get the three or no. They might get a Green Bay. Yeah, they might get a Green yeah, Bay. That's, that's, yeah. that's a rubber match there. That's a rubber match yeah. for a team that's not won a playoff game since 1991. Yeah, like that's not going to be easy. That so like yeah, so like I, so like yeah, I could see the the Lions beat anybody in the NFC, but like I wouldn't be shocked if they kind of lose to anybody in yeah, in the playoffs you're right as well. About so that. yeah, you're definitely right about that. Yeah, so we'll see. I think they got the talent to do it, but yeah, you mentioned too, like this team. They I know golf's gone the Super Bowl, but. There's not too many other guys I don't think have have a ton of playoff experience on this football team. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So we'll see what happens with them. But we got to move on to an NFC West, an AFC West matchup in LA as the Broncos take on the Chargers. And I think this is a close competitive game, but look at the coaching mismatch. It's Sean Payton against Brendan Staley. And I think that mismatch will show up in a close competitive game. I I think this game is 24-24 at the end with Russell Wilson with the ball in his hands and, and leading a game winning drive. And I think the Broncos stay in playoff contention and they win this game 27-24. But Justin, can Herbert and the Chargers hurt the Broncos' playoff chances? No, I don't think they will. I got the Broncos in this one 23-16. The the uh, Chargers' offense right now, there's just not much there right now. Like They got to fire their, you know, their head coach is so bad. They got to fire. They, they got to fire the head coach. Yeah, that would help. You know, whenever that end of the year happens, that that that's – gonna definitely help out things there in, in LA because their defense hasn't been great um Quinn Johnson's kind of been a bust so far he's really struggled catching the football um Hector's kind of here the home team has won the last six meetings in the series really. good observation so, there good observation there. yeah so, yeah you wouldn't be surprised if, if they if they win that it wouldn't be surprised the Chargers win that game no I wouldn't even though it's probably gonna be what 80 percent Bronco fans exactly because there's no likely, home field advantage so. for the Chargers yeah yeah there's there's not the poor the poor Chargers but um I I think you know what happened to the Broncos last week is they fell behind and that team's built to play from in front and Russell Wilson made a couple of bad throws last week they kind of want to you know be able to uh 
have a balanced offense. And I think the Broncos are able to do that this week against the Chargers team right now. Defense hasn't been great. Great. They, you know, the last two weeks, they did kind of slow down the Ravens there, you know, to 13 and the Ravens scored the guard touchdown and probably not much of a prize to shut out the Patriots at this point, but they still got to, they still, it looks good in the uh, stat book, but yeah, I got the Broncos win by touchdown. Yeah. Broncos this will be a competitive game, but I think the Broncos pull it out and stay in the playoff race. So we'll wrap up talking about the other Monday night game this week between the Titans and Dolphins. I don't think this is going to be a game. I think the Dolphins do what they do against bad teams, win and win big. I think it's the same thing Monday night. I think Tua throws a couple touchdown passes. I think uh, Will Levis throws a couple interceptions. And I think this is a Dolphin win going away. I got the Dolphins 34-13 to over the Titans. And Justin, I assume you got the same. Yeah, I got 31-13 Dolphins this one. Uh, yeah, they should do. Miami's offense should uh, kind of get back to – like like last week, like they have against these bad teams, yeah, just put up monster numbers. And I would hope Mike Vrabel smart enough to uh, not have Tyreek Hill just, you know, to uh, not allow Tyreek Hill to kind of have one on one coverage all the time. You like know, the like Commanders did last week. Like every other, oh yeah, like I, yeah. So I hope Vrabel smarter than that, and I think he is. But I still don't think that's going to matter. I think that's I think this two wasn't a roll, and I think that defense Miami is going to get after Will Levis in this week, and this should be a blowout, and Miami should win comfortable. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, Miami should go to 10-3 and pretty comfortably this week. But that's going to wrap up this edition of Sports Talk with R&J. But we'll be back in about 15 minutes to talk about the NBA in-season tournament, the reaction to a very, very controversial ranking of the college football playoff. So we'll definitely be talking about that along with UConn's win over uh, North Carolina and the Army-Navy game. So make sure you you, uh, uh, tune in for that. Jones on first down, wide open, it's Barkley, and Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is is availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field, but the problem is since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this, they lob it to him, he taps it in off the glass. Porter Moser, I think right now is the best coach of college basketball, hands down. It's two for three, he's done his part. Pitch is drilled to deep right field toward the pole, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not they're even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. Hello, my name is Joe McGuire. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Chowing About the G-Men. And great true crime shows like Sticky Week, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Burn, The Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.